Hi, this is David Steele of the Orlando Magic and Fox Sports Florida, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to another episode of Orlando Magic UK's podcast, Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, today, we, well, the magic news is a little bit uh, slow at the moment, so we decided to, uh, to, to have, a, have a little uh, preview of the season uh, that's coming ahead. So we are delighted to be joined by two guests uh, from the NBA UK community uh, who support teams uh, who were rather successful last uh, year, we have to say. Um, so they'll be joining us shortly. But before I before we get to them, let's say hello to my uh, to Anton Deck here, uh, Mikey. How are you, mate? Hi, <laughs> right, mate. Who do, you, do, you, do you want to be Ant or Deck today? I don't know. Which is the taller one? Which is the drunk? <laughs> Which is drunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Paul. I don't like either of them. Can we? Uh, I don't. I don't mind. You could be. It could be anybody else. Anybody <laughs> else. Tweedledee, oh, Tweedledum. Yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> mate, I've been that to be one honest. before. I'm definitely the dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> dumb and dumber. Right, there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. How are you, Paul? You good? All well, mate. All well. Let's just say, um, when you said about the magic news being a bit thin, it's about as thin as my hair at the moment, isn't it? I don't know. It's a little tuft on top, isn't there? <laughs> that's right. Well, we had the bick out. Bick, bick on it, mate. All bick on. on all done, as usual. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's not a lot doing magic-wise, is it? But yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Very well, thank you, mate. Very well. Excited to uh, get to talk to uh, a couple of the pillars of the UK community and uh, find out a bit more about their good. team. But before we do that, uh, just a quick plug. Uh, Mikey mentioned this yet, uh, last week, not yesterday. Um, our, we, we've got a free um, jersey to give away, uh, courtesy of Fanatics and our friends at NBA EU. Um, so all you need to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, comment on last week's episode. Uh, now, Mikey's going to inform me what the uh, date of the episode is, aren't you, Mikey? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. The title, dude. Uh, yeah, so last week, I got to even find it. I can't remember what day it is. Uh, yeah, looking at the last last season, uh, looking at the schedule. So, uh, And it's got Jalen Suggs' jersey giveaway in there as well. So, um, yeah, I think we've got, I think we've got, nearly 40 people in the draw already for that so um hopefully we can get some more subscribers so and get and get that draw then absolutely yeah so like i said all you need to do is just comment on the youtube video for last week's episode once we hit 500 followers on youtube uh you got to just make sure you're subscribed comment and you'll be in the draw for the jersey no restrictions if you are in the us if you're in europe if you're in asia Everyone's allowed to uh, have a go at this, so uh, good luck to everyone. And just make and sure if you've you... got multiple emails, make multiple entries, get multiple <laughs> accounts. We don't care. <laughs> and make sure you are subscribed because I was looking at the stats the other day, and it's something like 50, 60 percent of people that watch our videos and watch YouTube aren't even subscribed to the channel yet. Yeah. They'll like the videos and leave us comments and stuff like that. But yeah, so make sure you've done both. So let's move on to our first guest. We're delighted to be joined by Matt Hardy, founder of UK Nets Fans. Thanks for joining us, Matt. How are you? Ah, thank you. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Pleasure to be on Penny for Your Thoughts. Yeah, uh, long-time listener, first-time guest. So yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, you're welcome, mate. You're welcome. Um, so firstly, tell us a little bit about UK Nets Fans, when you started, what you do, your podcast. Um, and, you know, generally the, the UK Nets in the community, because I know there's quite a lot of you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I've been a Nets fan myself since the 2013 season, which is shortly after the move from New Jersey to Brooklyn. Um, I had kind of fallen out of touch with basketball, the basketball bit growing up. Um, and then I started working when I was bang into it. So I was like, okay, I need to get back into the NBA. Uh, let me, you know, whilst I need a team to root for. And they were the new team. I was a new fan. So I was like, cool, that's that's my team then. 
Um, you know, they, the uniforms were slick. Uh, it's in a cool city. The Jay-Z connection didn't hurt. It's always a nice thing to, to have going for you. Um, and there was a lot of buzz. Um, and yeah, but the, as far as the account came up, I think I started year before last. So I remember I was chatting to the uh, UK Nets fans, guys um because they they put up a graphic on twitter with all the nba teams logos on them and they were like i'll oh, make sure that you're for your uk fan page for team and i was like oh there's there's no nets one or there's no active nets ones because obviously you guys know that that you know fan accounts come and go as they do yeah um yeah but i just said to him i was like there is absolutely no reason no way that i could start one now now that we've just signed Kevin Durant and we just signed Kyrie Irving, <laughs> that I can start one now without looking like an absolute bandwagoner, is there? And to their credit, they were just like, mate, do it. It was um, it was Ginger Shack, it was Nafe from the Boston Brit, um, UK Nuggets, I think, were there, and just saying, mate, do it. It's the best thing you'll do. And yeah, I've done it. And you know, now I'm I'm doing a weekly podcast, BK to UK, um, talking all things nets. Uh, and yeah, I pretty much spend every waking hour thinking about or tweeting about the Brooklyn Nets. And yeah, I, mean, I can't, yeah, I can't say it's been anything other than absolutely mint. So yeah, it's been good. Brilliant. It takes over, oh, doesn't it, mate? Good. It really does. It does. There's it there are times where I'm like, I'll be I'll be tweeting or I'll be doing something, and I'll be like, I've literally should be working at the moment, or I should be doing something productive. But this, I think, like especially with lockdown, I think it just it it just gives you somewhere to put your creative juices, you know. So yeah, it's been nice kind of having it just as, as something to do, something to kind of follow along with. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, and you've got a you know good crew yourself, Aiden, Cami. You've got you know Mr. Hooping and Looting himself. Uh, selling <laughs> Brooklyn Nets jerseys left, right, and center. There's a lot of you uh, in the community, aren't there? Yeah, there's a lot. You know, we got Theo from uh, Met the Criteria podcast as well. Um, yeah. Tyler, Brooklyn Nets London. There's tons of us. There's tons of us coming out of the world, but we've got a real nice Discord group going on. There's about 40, 45 of us in there that are just, you know, strictly UK based, strictly Nets fans chatting all sorts of stuff and yeah it's, it's been really good it's it is weird because it's i've not met any of them and it's just all strictly because obviously go at like sort of coming coming through on lockdown and not being able to meet up and all this kind of stuff and it's so weird and these are the people that i consider mates but we've yeah. not actually gone for a pint we've never actually shared the same oxygen but yeah there's there's a good little gang of us and uh and yeah it's, it's a nice little gang to be part of yeah. Oh, we, well, we look forward to seeing you all at the, you know, NBA UK fans uh, talked about having a uh, a watch party. So it'll be nice. I'm sure, um, you know, uh, fans of all teams will go just, just to be able to meet uh, everybody else, like you just said, and have a beer and just share their NBA fandom. So, uh, yeah, no, we look forward to seeing you at that, mate. So tell me, as a Nets fan, how satisfied were you with the 2020-21 season uh, for your ball club? It's hard, isn't it? Because with, with a with a team that had such high expectations, it's hard not to be disappointed that we didn't even reach the Eastern Conference Finals. But there's also a part of because I'm a realist at the end of the day as well, and I know that we were just injured. Like we had Mike James playing significant playoff minutes, who six months earlier was playing in Siberia somewhere not to discredit European basketball or whatever, but it's just completely different. And, you know, coming through this team partway through, but it's one of them, like, I know, and this is, you know, I, I know that I'm talking to like-minded people when I'm just like, I am an absolute fan. And I know in my heart of hearts, had we been at full strength, <laughs> then it would have been completely, completely different. Uh, game two in that Milwaukee Bucks series, um, we were up by 49 points. That's a complete and utter mm. embarrassment. And then yeah. for some reason, Giannis decides he wants to box out Kyrie when he's in midair, gets in his landing space. Kyrie rolls an ankle and he can't play anymore. James Harden does his hamstring grade two. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, you know, KD, God love him, the best player in the entire universe, was still absolutely unplayable as the primary option. Mm. And... The, the Bucks squeaked past us in, by this by the very skin of their teeth, um, which you Did know a is a toenail, is, wasn't it? Yeah, just a toenail. Oh, oh, no. you gonna say yeah? 
I'm, I'm not, I've only just got over it, lads. I've only just got over it. And it's big size US 18 feet or whatever it is. But um, it's both heartening and incredibly difficult to think about because it's just like, ah, oh, had it not been. I think that's why that's why Nets fans went on so much about Giannis taking ages for his free throws because it sounds really petty. But because it went down to the wire and it went down to seven games, it went down to overtime and all this kind of stuff, it was literally just just the odd odd point here, odd point there makes the whole difference. So that's why Nets fans are so annoyed with Giannis's free throws taking ages, why they're giving Joe Harris a hard time for going missing. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, it's annoying, but you know, what beautiful basketball to watch, you know, a couple of times a week, you know what I mean? With Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jordan, the re- you know, the resurgence of Blake Griffin, um, you know, the, the fan favorites like Nick Claxton's and stuff like that. And Joe Harris being absolutely meant. Um, yeah. So I know, it, it I know you're a big, big wanted. fan of Joe Harris, aren't you? You're back into How can the you hills. It's funny. It's just, it's just weird. I just, there's, there are deep murky parts of Twitter where a bloke who's been averaging 48% from free for the last five years has four bad games and everyone's like, trade him, just trade him. And you're like, you're crazy. So <laughs> I'm not sure if it's um, that I love him so much or if it's, I'm just compensating for those, those murkier parts of Twitter, I think. But yeah, he's, I've got he's one of your starters still. I've got him as a Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. Player. Undoubtedly, yeah. Like, he's still, you know, playoffs notwithstanding, he's still an incredibly lethal catch-and-shoot three-point threat. Yeah. And when you've got when you've got Kyrie, James Harden, and KD, you need this, you need them. And if you've got, you know, Joe Harris in just to tuck away in the corner or at the elbow, it's just like... So that's one more person at the paint. So, yeah, he's elite. He's elite is our Joe, and it's his birthday today. So that's another little thing. So happy <laughs> birthday, because I know you're listening. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, Matt, take us through uh, the Nets off-season. I know Paddy Mills is one of my favourite players who you picked up in the off-season. Yeah. So which which of your new players do you think is going to most make the most impact for the Nets this season? That's a great question. I think... With, with, if I was to take the, the off-season as a whole, I think the most important thing is that we re-signed Kevin Durant long-term. So he's on, a, I think, of another four years after this coming season. So he's going to be 37 by the time he's, you know, up for it. So it looks like, you know, touching all the wood I can see, Kevin Durant's going to retire in net, possibly, which is great. Um, but then, as you say, landing Patty Mills, we've landed Paul Millsap, uh, we've been able to welcome back LaMarcus Aldridge, who obviously had to retire. He only played five games for us last year before he got sort of made to medically retire because his heart he had a heart condition. But now he's been cleared to play. So now he's back. Um, all of a sudden, we've got, you know, absolute clamps on defence, like James Johnson, who's the hardest bloke you've ever seen in your life. Uh, Jevon Carter, DeAndre Bembry. Um, we've managed to ship out DeAndre Jordan, who didn't play the last 16 games regular season or any of the playoffs, and he was eating up $10 million a year. Um, and we managed to get some stuff back for him. Um, we've drafted, you know, one of the best scorers in the draft in Cam Thomas, who, who just won co-MVP of Summer League. We've won, we've drafted one of the best rebounders in in Dayron Sharp. So it's been one of those, been one of those off-seasons where where we were possibly the favourites last year, we got even better. And that's a testament to our GM. But but yeah, Patty Mills is going to be incredibly exciting. Um, I'm really bad where I literally only watch Nets games. So I'm, I'm not the best judge of, of, a, of players coming in. So I'll always put the feelers out, whether it's be like to the other UK fan accounts, because like, okay, cool. Tell me about this guy. Tell me about this guy. Because for example, when Paul Millsap comes in, you're like, oh great, Paul Millsap. I remember when he was an all-star, but you know, that was a fair few years ago now. So you got to see, you got to kick the tires on that kind of stuff and you got to make sure that he's still all good. So yeah, Patty Mills, I'm incredibly, incredibly excited about. Um, obviously coming off his his Olympics, he was absolutely yeah. mustered. Um but yeah, there's there's so much there's so much there, and there are so many new faces. It's just going to be very interesting to see how everyone gels because obviously we know what the core is, but it's just those those sort of bit players, those rotation pieces, the veterans coming in, 
the the young studs that are still trying to um, prove themselves and find their find their home. So, yeah, but I, I'm mad for like a little under the radar sort of fan favourite. So maybe like Andre Bembry or Seydou Domboya, Seydou Domboya, uh, who just got in the in the, the Pistons trade. Maybe he'll uh, develop into some sort of fan favourite. But yeah, there's there's certainly a lot a lot to be getting your head round and a lot to look forward to. You're very good at pronouncing these names uh, there, Matt. Thanks, mate. I've, I've thought as a, as a proud Welshman, you'd be happy. You'd be insisting on people pronouncing things right, no? Yeah, but it, work, it works well, with me on this, and I'm awful at it. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you got to try. Well, in fact, that's where basketball reference comes in handy, isn't it? Because they've got the little pronunciation yeah. on there. So that's that's where yeah, I swallow sort of get it right. <laughs> yeah. Right, I think I know the answer to this question. What's your expectation for the season? Uh, see, see, I hate doing this. I hate, I hate giving it the big ones before a ball has been bounced. But we were favourites last year. We should have got over had it not been for toenails and injuries. Uh, on, on it, health permitting, there is no one that we cannot beat. Whether that be a single game, whether that be a seven-game series. So I'm going to be very candid and I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. But I think, you know, come on. It's got to be something, isn't it? You're, you're expecting a deep playoff run. Do you want to say that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I will, I will handily expect a deep, deep playoff run. I'll put it there. I, I definitely that. want to be lifting, lifting some sort of trophy, whether it be Eastern Conference, whether it not be the finals, something. It's got to be. Nets fans have been waiting too long. I know I'm talking to a it bunch was, of Magic fans, but Nets fans have been waiting too long. Wait, hey, Matt, if, if, so sorry, did jump in there, Paul. If, no, if, you play those, if you play those villains from LA who wear yellow, we will all be supporting yeah. you, yeah. just so you know, nice. okay? You, nice. Good. You mean those old fellas? Those old yeah. timers? Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, that, could, that couldn't have linked into my question better because <laughs> one of the things that I am seeing a lot is that there is concern at the the age of the Nets. Do you have any concerns at that? And you've already mentioned the injury issues around, you know, it's great having a big three, but if they're not playing together, yeah, then they're not scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I can't you can't go through last season and not be worried about injuries and not be worried about because you know the the big three only played eight regular season games together yeah. before it all kicked off. But you know, fingers crossed and again touching all the wood I can see um coronavirus isn't going to be as much of an issue so kevin durant lost a lot of time with um contact tracing and all that kind of stuff and health and safety protocols um as did i think the other ones obviously Kyrie is i will i will die on a hill for that man i love him to pieces but we know he's going to have his sabbatical his mid-season sabbaticals and that's absolutely fine um but i think that's where you know we've got deeper and we've got better so that's something we didn't have last season you know i I think we had something like 27 different bodies uh put on a uniform for the nets last season so that you know that doesn't that's not conducive to a very good well-oiled unit as a team beyond the big three so i'm I'm very preaching to the converted on this on that subject i think magic crikey ours was an right? NBA history wasn't it yeah was it yeah, 28 it? 29 players yeah lovely yeah ours wasn't too far off that but yeah it's you know hopefully and like I say help for me and I do think we've got a really really good mix of those absolute NBA caliber superstars super stars. we've got excellent Harris and Patty Mills um, and you know you, you know Marcus Aldridge's and your Paul Millsaps because they're not you know they're good they're good great vets but they're not superstars. You've got then you know they're only fifteen you know fifteen twenty minutes late so you know that's gonna see us during the season and into the playoffs hopefully and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit like moneyball in it. You're not gonna put all your eggs into one basket. You're gonna you're gonna kind of split it off between you know. We lost Jeff Green, who was a really, really great talent for us last season. But, you know, you sprinkle in a bit of James Johnson here, you sprinkle in a bit of uh, Paul Mills up here, and they all kind of cover what he brought. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly 
um, confident and I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's say that. Yeah, so you mentioned a lot of a lot of other players there. So just let's just take a step back a little bit. How do you rate the job Steve Nash has done in his first season with Brooklyn? I know you're a big Kenny Atkinson fan before that. Um, you know, what can mm. uh, Brooklyn improve, you know, be it transition defense or you know, uh, I don't know, space in an offense, something like that. What can they do better next year? It's tricky, isn't it? I think what what irked me a little bit and you know i i'm the first to say i'm i'm not a huge x's and o's guy so i i can't you know be the incredibly analytical with with anything along those lines but something that did puzzle me was uh steve nash was very very quick to mix up his rotations you know we'd have you know i think we probably led the league in different people that started the game different starting fives so that you know it's, it's just hard to build consistency and I know there's there's a trade-off between being able to experiment with things and keep the opposition guessing and, and things like that. But come come, you know, by the time we hit the playoffs, we had that starting five of um Harden, Irvin, Harris, Durant, and Blake, which is great. But it took us a while to get there. Um obviously we had Mike D'Antoni on the bench last season, who's no longer with us. Um, we had Ime Udoka on the bench last season, who has now gone to Boston. Um, but, you know, we've got still got a great coaching setup. Um, we've just uh, signed a really, really highly regarded coach um, who's some James Vanderpool or someone, I think. Oh, I hope I'm getting his name right. Yeah. We wanted him to be our head coach, uh, Matt. He was one great. Of, yeah. we he, liked he's him. highly regarded, yes. Great. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I'm, again, I'm preaching to the choir on that one. But yeah, so he's joined us, which is great. Um, you know, Kyle Corver's come on, who's another vet who's got tons and tons of experience. When you've got a team that's led by superstars, you know, you're not you're not getting in the gym at 7 a.m. and making them run suicide. You're coming in and you're just your your job as the head coach is almost to just just make sure that they've got what they need to, to produce at a high level. And I think Steve Nash has got that two-time MVP, super high caliber uh, player in his own way. So, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you are Kevin Durant or James Harden or Kyrie Irving, you've got respect for, for Steve Nash, which is something that love Kenny Anderson as I did. He doesn't have that in his personality. He doesn't have that in his background. So, so, you know, he did well. I think it's it's difficult to say what came from Steve and what came from the team. But I think, you know, as long as he's heading up a strong team, I think that's that's good. But um, yeah, maybe a bit more defense, maybe some more structure on defense. Um, I'd like to see us crashing the boards a bit more. But, you know, that's that's easy to say when you're when you're watching it on the telly. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's probably the main thing I'd say. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I've got I've got all the faith in the world. Brilliant. No, I was very is the one position, that, mate. Is the one position that you're concerned at? Um, before this off season, I thought I'm, I'm just looking at your depth chart, and it's it's insane. It's crazy, isn't it? No, I was going to say before before the off season, I was like, oh, we need some big bodies. You're like, there there there's times in the um in that Buck series where KD was was um playing defense on Giannis and Katie has enough responsibility at the other end. He doesn't want to be getting in the way of, um, you know, a, a six foot 11 freight train from Greece coming steaming down. But, you know, but, but we've, we've addressed it all for, for, year, for years and years and years. It's almost, it's been a bit of a meme in Nets Twitter where it's like, we need defense and we need bigs and we need defense and we need bigs. And that's what it's been for every off season. And it looks like we've addressed that. And, yeah. And I, you know, how if Sean Marks doesn't get executive of the year, I don't know how he's done it because we're seriously in the luxury cap. But you know, I understand that it probably frustrates other fans that good vet players are willing to take the vets minimum just to come to Brooklyn and potentially um, win a ring. I understand that. I can't argue against that. But you know, we've we've managed to stay flexible enough to to do these things, and and yeah, it's it's really good. And I, I don't think. Even if we were hit with a spate of injuries, I still think our second unit would would you know do some jobs on on some other starting units mm. around the league. So yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm waiting for all it for all of it to come crashing down. Nets fans aren't used to aren't used to all this embarrassment of riches. There's always been something <laughs> that goes wrong. Um, but yeah, it's going to be incredibly exciting to see, man. I can't wait. Quality. Quality. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you, Matt. Now, um, normally on Penny for Your Thoughts, we have a, a little bit of a magic trivia when we come to an end of it, you know, a section of the show. Um, so I've got a bit of a net trivia. So Mikey and Paul can can oh, help no. you if you want. So it's <laughs> it's only it's it's not it's not gonna be difficult. Gee, we struggle with magic trivia, let alone anybody else. <laughs> you know, you know my record. No pressure. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so Based on last season, the 2020-21 season, I want you to tell me, points per game, who were the top five for the Brooklyn Nets? Now, you've got to remember, Brooklyn made a few trades. So people who may not be on that team any longer may feature, and people who were brought in may feature. Mm. So... Let's. Oh, so I've wow. got it in order. I've got it in order. So let's go with uh, young Matthew to begin with. Okay. Who is, who is the top so, scorer of the Brooklyn Nets last season? I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. I want to say he's done about 29 a game. That might be a bit high. Okay. Well, Kevin Durant is a tie for the first place, which I f- okay. found quite crazy at 26.9 so uh okay. throw out to one of the boys paul do you want to go next yeah mate um i'm actually gonna i'm gonna throw in as as a bit of a wild card joe harris if he's in there joe harris joe harris is in there at the fifth position oh. at four, 14.1 mikey well i'm gonna say Kyrie. he's got to be on yeah. that list somewhere yeah, that's yeah, him. Ky- that's it. Kyrie was second, tied with Durant at 26.9. Okay. So we're missing the third and fourth place scorers. Back to you, Matt. Okay. Ooh, I've just thought of one. Ooh. Okay, right. I'm uh, so this is just for their time in Brooklyn for this season. For last yeah. season, yeah. Last season, sorry, yeah. I'm going to say something incredibly obvious because if it's not that, I'm going to kick myself. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go wild card and I'm going to say Karis Levert. Karis Levert is correct for the fourth place at 18.5. Well done, Matt. Right. We're missing, we're I'm, missing I'm one more. Say, Spencer. Four. Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie didn't play last didn't year. Play. Right? He was injured all season, Did wasn't he? he? Was yeah. he injured all season? Yep. The solid three games I'll, I'll or so. I'll take that one back then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he, he could have gone off so he played the game really well yeah he had, he had three 50 point games so yeah <laughs> I didn't realise he was injured all season are, yeah. we, missing, are we missing the, the last obvious choice are we the beard Mr Harden yeah yeah James Harden yeah. was in third place at 24.6 yeah. so you had Durant and Irving first and second tied 26.9 Harden in third at 24.6, Levert fourth, 18.5, and and Matt's boy, Joe Harris, happy birthday, 14.1. Um, I've got the rebound ones if you want to do them as well. Oh, I'm not scared. How, what, top five? Top five rebounds. Go on, let's do okay. it. Matt. Should I just rattle these off, I reckon? Should I do one or should I try five? You can, you can try five, Over. mate. This is, this is your section. Okay. I, I want to say Jarrett Allen is in there if we're talking people that started this last season on the Nets. Jarrett um, Allen is first first with 10.4 rebounds. Yeah. yeah. What what a player. Um yeah. I want to say I want to say Kevin Durant there just for his because he does everything. Kevin Durant, it just got a bit crappy there. Was that Kevin Durant? Yes. Yes. Yeah, sir. Durant in fourth place at 7.1. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is third on the list, seven point five rebounds per game. So you're missing the second and the fifth. Uh, oh, oh, Bruce Brown. I see what I was just going to say. Bruce Brown is a great shout. He was the fifth place at five point four. Nice. So we're just missing nice. the second leading rebounder on the oh. Brooklyn Nets last season. Is it the twenty-two Jeff year old? Green. 
Oh, Ooh, sorry. Yes. Nope. Not Jeff Green. Nope. Who did you oh. say, Paul? I was wondering if it was the 22-year-old Nick Claxton. Nope. Oh. No? What a player. No, this, um, might, this might surprise you. This is, might it, surprise is it James Harden? It is James Harden. So, 8.5 really? rebounds per uh, game. That's crazy. I'd never have thought that. Never. No. Yeah. I was like, right, I've got Just to have missed- that as a trivia. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Triple Double. He does everything. His yeah, assist does. numbers were crazy this year as well. I'm pretty sure he was near a career high in assist numbers this year as well. This season as well. Yeah, what what a player. Exceptional. No, well what done. And um thank you for joining us, Matt. It's been a, it's been an honor. And uh, I'm Absolute sure we'll have pleasure. you on again soon, mate. Yeah, anytime. And like I say, anytime. Massive fan of what you guys do. Um everything not just the podcast everything you guys do is absolutely mint um so yeah thank you very much for having me and uh yeah anytime you want to talk nets um, do you want, do you want uh, to just do a quick shout out to to find your socials so anybody uh, yes, who wants to, to follow you yeah please do so i'm on twitter instagram at uk nets fans um i'm on youtube at you with uk nets fans as well and if you uh, go to any podcast provider and have a look for BKT UK, the British Brooklyn Nets podcast. Uh, we, we're coming at you every week. Me, Cammy, and Aiden. Um, uh, yeah, but Twitter is the best place to get me. I'm always on there. So, yeah, nice one. Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us. Spot Thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah. Support today's episode and visit the official NBA store EU and use our affiliate links in the description. Shop the latest NBA gear and Orlando Magic merchandise, including jerseys, shorts, and T-shirts, available with international delivery. Use our discount code MAGICUK10 at the checkout for 10% off your entire order, or use a discount code live on the website. Please note, some exclusions may apply. Now back to the show. And now we're delighted to be joined by Sean Foley, who is the founding member of UK Bucks. How are you, Sean? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, UK Bucks, and um, your rather successful season. It's been pretty awesome, isn't it? Also, this is, I think I started there, came <laughs> back in January. It's been a pretty good season for us, isn't it? So it has, it has. an absolute blast. Went on about how we were going to win the championship all year. Can't say I always believed myself when I was saying it. But here we are. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing Bucks wrong with a bit six. of confidence, pal. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Nothing wrong. Exactly. Uh, cool. So, mate, as a Bucks fan, how satisfied were you? It's kind of an obvious question with a 2020 21 season for your ball club. Couldn't have went any better if we tried, could it? Winning game seven in Brooklyn to go through the Eastern Conference finals was probably the highlight, other than obviously winning the championship, to be honest. Yeah, we've just had uh, Matt on from. Uh, Brooklyn Nets UK and uh, he's been uh, complaining about the toenail and uh, <laughs> the big feet otherwise they'd have been uh, probably lifting that trophy of course so they would have let me guess if they had a full team they would have beaten us in four or five as well <laughs> did say that <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool well yeah, I'm just about to say, mate. Um, so, mate, obvious question. How happy are you with the off-season? Take us through it. It was a bit hard to miss to begin with, wasn't it? Obviously, we were racing Bobby Portis on another stupidly cheap deal that he was quite happy to sign, which was great. But then, obviously, the following day, we lost PJ Tucker, didn't we? Yeah. Which was absolutely... I was devastated when I first read about that, obviously, without thinking about the financial side of it and how much money it was going to cost. It was a kick in the balls that he went down to Miami, I won't lie. But, yeah. you know, what I think, to be honest, I think the whole of Bucks Twitter was raging by the end, the end of that second day. But overall, I actually think we've made quite a few good acquisitions. You know, we're brought by George Hill. Grayson Allen will be a good shooting guard in my eyes, whether he's starting yeah. or whether he's off the bench. I think that's going to be a good competition watching him and Dante DiVincenzo going at it when Dante's fit again. Yeah. So, it should be good. Obviously, I think semi July as well from Celtics I think he could have himself a decent season so overall I think we've actually done pretty well it's safe to say and Rodney Hood as well yeah hi yeah. nice position nice position to be in it so, is so so what's your expectations for this season then Sean back to back 
I'd love to say yes. Obviously, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? It's what I'm going to claim all year is that we're going to repeat. We're going to do it. Realistically, I think top two in the East, pushing for the, at least the Eastern Conference Finals, if not the NBA Finals again. Anything less than that, I think I'll be relatively disappointed. Yeah. So, Sean, tell us, um, much was made of Coach Bud's, uh, Bud during last season. His rotation's questionable. Uh, at times late in games, some of the play calling, not changing things up when you were getting beat. Uh, were you firmly in his corner or did you think a change uh, should have been made? I was in his corner. I think I was in the minority for the majority of this season. But, you know, he's not a bad coach. He's proven that by making the changes as the season went on. You know, he's a championship winning coach now. You don't win that without being able to do something right. Granted, through the regular season, there was a few sort of areas where it could have improved but at the end of the day nobody's perfect are they and we still went on to win the championship so something's went well enough for him I'm delighted now that he's got his extension I think yeah. it was the only option he really had given the fact he won the chip wasn't it but delighted to see he's got it and it seems that every Bucks fan in the world is now Bud's biggest fan I, th- I think he deserved yeah. it mate I think he deserved the extension he's well, he's brought something that you, that. You've been you've been seeking with Giannis for a few years, and he's delivered. So oh, you know you've got to you've got to applaud the guy. Things like you know, even if you take it this season, he's had what two sixty win seasons. Granted, the season in the bubble was a bit of a letdown, getting put out by the Heat so early on. But in what three years we've had two Eastern Conference Finals plus a championship win. Apart from going on to win three championships, I don't really think you can ask for a hell of a lot more than that. Nah, from a coach nah, you know he's obviously he's got Yanis I think his contract's tied in now so that Yanis, Giroud and Chris and Bud's contract all finished the same year so we've got a good head coach we've got a great big three to work around for the next couple of years so it'll be interesting to see where we can go and that brings me nice co- to what I want to ask you no sorry Jay go on go on I was just going to say you know Coach Bud's done it at Atlanta uh, you know a few seasons ago he, he took you know let's be honest it wasn't the best team in the world you know, Al Horford and uh, a couple of others, Kyle Corver, Paul Millsap, and, you know, they were doing really well in the East. They just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. So, you know, like you said, he's done it before and, um, you know, fair play to the guy and, you know, he's got his just rewards now. I think, you know, apart from the fact, obviously, it was great watching the fact that we won the chip for well, obvious reasons. It was incredibly nice watching how happy he was come the end of the season because he would have obviously been aware of how much stick he was getting throughout the year. So, you know, there was like an extra bit of gratification the fact that he went on to win it as well. Yeah. Do you do you feel that there's a a need that the team haven't addressed yet and that you can that you need to address before the start of the season, you know? Um, be it effective back up to Giannis, a, a wing shooter. To be fair, I'm going to sound cocky when I say no, but I think the big one for me was the backup point guard. We didn't really have a backup yep. point guard that we could rely on. We brought by George Hill, who is not a bad player, and I think he's exactly what we need. You know, we've got somebody to give competition to DiVincenzo again, which with him being out until potentially the new year, again, something we needed to address. So overall, I think we should actually be okay. You can always improve, can't you? But yeah, well, Absolutely. We're, we're really, really strapped with the luxury tax, the salary cap and everything on top of it. So it's now basically making, I say the best or worst situ- a bad situation, but working with what we've got available to us in terms of money. Uh, again, just looking at the depth shot, you've, you've got some fantastic options to to fill in. You know, Drew, George Hall, George, oh, put me teeth in, George Hill, <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo to back up Drew Holiday. Um, Pat Connaughton to come off the bench, uh, Grace Allen. There's a lot of good players available to you. Really, in an amazing position, and it's hard to argue against the the confidence that you've got in them. Very hard. You know, I think we've proven it again this season. A lot of people were writing us off, and we've not changed the core of the team a hell of a lot, have we? You know, granted, yeah. you've got the likes of the Bulls, the Knicks, even the Knicks have went away and acquired more players as well. The teams around us have, have got stronger. But I don't think we've got any worse, which considering we are, in essence, the best team in the league, if you go by the fact we won the championship, I don't think that's a bad thing. 
I'm with you. Yeah. So we know the Bucks are going to go as far as Giannis takes them. Uh, we saw that last season. So what do you think is the next step in Giannis's game to help the Bucks compete for that title again this season? I, I know everyone talks about the three, and but what, what do you think's... I'm going to go free throw shooting. You know, okay. he gets he gets fouled on a lot, doesn't he? And it's well known that he's well, one of his sort of his free throws aren't great at the best of time. His carry on for taking a free throw isn't always ideal. But I think if he can improve his shooting from the line, it'll be massive because it's an extra. It could be like an extra 10, 12 points. Look at the game six in finals. He went what fifteen for seventeen or something, as opposed to how he had been the rest of the season. Um, the rest of the series. So it just proves how important it could be if he can go on to. You know, nail that. I haven't I haven't got the stats in front of me, but I heard this on a podcast a little while ago. His his stats shooting a free throw during the regular season compared to the playoffs is like completely is night and day. I think he's like close to eighty percent from the line in in the regular season, but when he gets to the playoffs, he's in the sixties. What do you think? That, like that. Why do you, why do you think that is? Do you think it's the pressure of it, or I, I don't know. I don't know. Pressure is the right word. There was a lot more put on it in the playoffs, wasn't there? You know, it was well yeah. known that Yanis took you know 10, 12 seconds for a free, for a shot. No, right? surely was... not. <laughs> <laughs> to be, I will to be say fair, there was what... a lot of fast counting going on. With people. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say, Paul. If you go by what the fans were sh- shouting in the stadium, you know, you could be talking. It was taking 20, 30 seconds. But no, I think obviously there was a lot said in the playoff regarding it, but nothing was said in the regular season, was it? So he was yeah. given a bit more time. Yeah. If you're going to count it in the playoffs, you need to count it in the regular season. Yeah. So I think the fans getting on his back, obviously the officials penalised him a couple of times, didn't they? So, you know, if you're going to yeah. start doing that, he's going to start getting in his own head when it comes to things like that. But there was a really good video of him at some point in the playoff run where he was taking the mickey out himself, the fact that he had airballed the free throw in the finals or in, um, in one of the series. And you're like, you know what? If you can be that laid back about it, I don't really have a concern because he's obviously going to train and get better for it. Just trying to find it now. Yeah, yeah he's seventy-one percent, seventy-two percent from the free throw line for the regular season, and for the playoffs, it's like it's completely different. Where is it? Let me just find it. Da, 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 da. I can. Yeah, I can sixty-one. So, yeah, sixty-one percent. So it's ten percent down in in the in the playoffs. Which you know, I can equate a lot of points. But I can see exactly what you're saying, Sean. That. Uh... He's, he's going to go away and he's going to work on that. I think that's going to be one of the focuses he's had. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. I mean, it's nice to actually see a weakness in his game. <laughs> <laughs> and I, he's one of those players who's clearly got a mentality that he wants to win and he will do whatever he has to, to win, won't he? You know, the fact that he came back after that injury against the Hawks in the sort of in the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. and was able to, you know, pull it, what, what, a 50-pointer in the game six of the finals, which is incredible but you know I think if he can come back working on that and he can get his regular season free throw shooting up a little bit as well you know you can be talking because teams are quite happy to foul him at the moment when he's going for shots they know that if they get him to the basket it's two points guaranteed they give him a foul you know you might make one you might make none of them you know and that could be a big, that could be a changer for a lot of games yeah and um, tell us about his brother um, Sean, so I know you're a big fan of him. <laughs> is, is he the next coming of Giannis or? <laughs> Realistically, not at all, is he? You know, whereas he <laughs> ask his older brother, quite clearly not quite as skilled, but I stand by, you can't doubt his energy. He knows his role in the team. He'd done it in the playoffs. He'd done it throughout the regular yeah. season. He, he knew he wasn't a game changer in terms of, he wasn't going to put up 20, 30 points a night, but he gave you a hell of a lot of support from the bench when he came on. I think, you know, on the court, his energy was insane. I think it was, I can't remember what game it was against the Nets in Milwaukee. And he came on for the last like 10 seconds and ended up getting a turnover because he was just right in the face of the Nets players, never gave them a second and got the ball. Yeah. And you need guys who come on and just give it energy. You need that. In. That's the thing, you know, if you're, if you're down, he'd done it quite a lot in the regular season where the team were down, you know, 10 points or so and they were playing terribly. He came on the court for a couple of minutes. And again, it wasn't that he was changing the score lane that much, but the energy that he gave to the rest of the team playing on the court and the guys on the bench, you know, I think it's something that's very, very underrated in sport in general, to be honest. I also, agree. not just an, an assist in, ge- in general, but, you know, that kind of energy, if you're getting that for one of your players on the bench, it's going to encourage the players on the court, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely, definitely. Absolutely, mate. 100% agree with you. Yeah. So, you were... Was... Go on, go on. Sorry, mate. I interrupted no, you. Sorry, I was just going to say, obviously, it was a big thing when there was no fans in the arenas as well, wasn't it? You know, you've got no fans there cheering you on, but if you've got a boy like that on the side of the court, you've still got something going for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the team picks up on it. Um, do you fancy doing a bit of, a bit of trivia? Well, I'll give it a bash. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Right, so I've gone uh, a little bit, well, different for this set of trivia questions, okay? okay. It's all about Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks players' jersey numbers. So Sean should be okay oh. with this, but but my friends here might struggle. So what I'll do is um, I'll start with Sean, um, and then I'll, I'll go around the room, and then I'll give you all a number, and you've got to try and tell me who... Who wore that jersey? Okay, so let's go with Sean first. Let's go with number eleven, mate. Who wore number eleven for the Milwaukee Bucks last season? Oh, Brooke Lopez. Brooke, Brooke Lopez is correct. Is correct. Okay, let's go to Mr. Bacon. Let's go with number twenty-two. Oh, I was hoping it was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-two. Um, yeah, is that Middleton? That was Chris yeah. Middleton. Correct. Right. Let's go with uh, young Michael, number twenty-four, mate. It's a name that's been mentioned during our time with Sean. Uh, he was also very good at American football and throwing pitches in baseball. Really? Okay. And he's got an, an, an Irish name. Oh, now, now I'm stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and find a video of this later on. I'll send this over to you. It is incredible. Oh, I've, I've, just, I've just figured it. I, yeah, I've just mentioned him a few minutes ago, didn't I? Yeah, mm-hmm. do you want to help him out? Shall I just say Yanis's brother? No, <laughs> 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 anyway, mate, he was... last When he was in... Um, a, I think it was he in the dunk contest or and we felt he should have he gone was. through. Oh man. He was in uh, the dunk contest with um when the second time Aaron Gordon was robbed. And uh we we all felt that he deserved to go through. He was he, harshly marked. Didn't he do the Billy Hoyle white men can't jump dunk? Yeah. Am I thinking oh, Bro. No, <laughs> I've I've got to uh, pass it on. Go on, somebody Mr. else. Pat Connerton, oh, isn't it? Is. Right, there is a great. I can't video believe I've done throw- better. I've done better on books <laughs> trivia, Paul, than I do on the magic one. That is 20- oh, that's wrong. Paul, remember, it's twenty past nine. We normally finish recording by now. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Go on, right, let's, let's go. Let's go. To, let's go to Sean. Right, number seven, mate. Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes. Right in there. Good, a good, strong Welsh name. And he's right there. Well done, mate. It means hail in Welsh for uh, our American uh, listeners. Yeah. Bryn means hill. Right. Let's go to Mr. Bacon. Let's have oh, number number nine. Now, Sean can't say anything because he's just had a bit of memorabilia turn up at his door from this gentleman. Oh, so, uh, num- number nine. And again, he's also been mentioned. Has he really? Um, Yeah. A very good backup for a position that helps him. Is it Vicenzo? No. No. Do you want to help Mikey? Any ideas? (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Portis. Ah, never thought of him. No, never gave that any thought. Bobby Portis. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. right. Very good backup. Um, so this next one, I should give Mikey an easy one, shouldn't I? I'll give yeah, him an please. easy one so you guess one. Number 34, mate. Oh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> Mr. Antenta Nakumpo. There you go. Oh, what? What one? Uh Yanis, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. And for a the bonus point, only. do you want to guess? Do you, let's see if Mikey can guess his brother's name uh, number. Oh, God knows. Or Paul, or Paul. Is it reversed? Is it 
Is it yes. 43? Is that? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I'm, ch- I'm, Sean- I'm, I'm, telling you, I'm going to have to change allegiance. I'm doing far better. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, mate. You're a box fan at heart. And you have that jersey, don't you, Sean? I do indeed. Got to personalise and send it out to myself. Fair play, fair play. So I have one last one, and I'm going to open this out to the floor. Actually, I'm going to tell you the name of the player, and I want you to guess his jersey number, so we can do a bit of a reverse here. DJ Augustine. What number did he wear for the Milwaukee Bucks? Let's see if my magic friends can get this first. Well, I'd have thought it was 14, but clearly it isn't. No. Um, any any other guesses? I'm going to go 28. He doubled it. Nope. Um, no. I want to say it was. I want to say it was in the 20s. Well, I could be completely wrong. It wasn't in the 20s. Did he go number one? Something like that. No. no. I think number one's retired by Milwaukee. Um, oh, well. <laughs> if I said to you, Tobias Harris, Dwight Howard. 12, there you go. 12. I had a two in it. DJ Augustine wore number 12. And I can't believe you traded him and said he wasn't a good enough backup point guard because he is quality, my friend. Love the man. Love the man. Hey. He was good, <laughs> but he wasn't what we needed. Oh, mate, look at what you got for him. <laughs> exactly. DJ yeah. for PJ, yeah. wasn't it? It wasn't. Effectively. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Game great. changer, that one. But, uh, thank you, Sean, for coming on. Um, do you want to just give a quick shout out to your socials to see where everyone can follow you and y- your podcast, of course? Do you want to mention that yeah. as well? Thank you very much. So Twitter and Instagram is both UK underscore Bucks and the podcast you'll find on Spotify, iTunes and the rest is called Don't Give a Buck. Nice. Nicely done. Well, well worth a listen. So um, before I just wrap up for this episode, just a a few um, magic sort of updates for you. Paul's been working hard producing divisional breakdowns for each team's off-season transactions, potential lineups, etc. So if you have a look at the website, there's articles dropping almost daily, Paul, aren't they, really? Um... Yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a quick article, I've got to say. But uh, yeah, the Atlantic one's there and I'm uh, doing Central at the moment. No, they're very informative and give a good um, picture for the preview for you know each of our opponents for the forthcoming season. Uh, there's also an article that I wrote on Daryl Armstrong uh, in the Magic Legends series to have a little read about. Uh, Mikey mentioned this last week, but just a reminder, you can now find a brand new page uh, visiting Orlando. So that's got all of our recommendations, tips. If you're going to Orlando, if you're going to a game, where to park, um, and everything else that comes with a magic game day. Um, we're going to be regularly adding to it. It's got our recommendations to it as well. Um, and any other questions that you may have, you just want to send it in to us. Uh, we'd be happy to you know, add it to it. Um, but for, for after that, it's, uh, that's about it for, for this week's podcast. So thank you to our guests. I uh, hope you've enjoyed, Sean. I have. Thank you very much for having me, gents. You're very welcome. Uh, So until next time, guys, go magic.